0: Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much
1: for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. And I'm so excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new show for your Friday. And I hope you all are doing well. I hope you've enjoyed your week. I hope you got a lot done. I know that it's a crazy busy time of year. And uh, spring rush is kind of starting to wind down But I don't know, the work just the seam, seems to keep coming in And I know that a lot of people out there are just hustling and, and bustling and trying to keep moving So, uh, well, I was going to give him a formal introduction, but I can hear him He can't just he can't just sit back and wait on the introduction He's got to move around on his phone and make more noise and just interrupt Man, I knew so I
2: should have muted that
1: We'll just bring him into the show now uh, Mr. Allman, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, now he muted that himself, pa- or he's gonna be quiet. That
2: pause, yeah, that pause was being muted. So Jeremiah, that was all in the attempt to actually give you better audio, uh-huh. and I did nothing but screw it up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, well, I had my headphones on. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe if I unplug and it's just better straight coming out of the phone or whatever, and um, and then you still sounded the same, and I'm like, well, I guess that's not gonna do us any good. So that that was, believe it or not, uh, that was aimed at being better, but. You should know by now, your standards and expectations around me should be very low. So, <laughs> well, really, it shouldn't. It shouldn't really be a shock
1: to you. No, no, I, I didn't think we'd get very far before you just had to butt in. So it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew it was coming sooner or later. So it came sooner, and let's just hop into it. I, I don't want to waste your time. We don't want to waste listeners' time. We just want to hang out and have a good time today. But uh, I preface this show on Wednesday, and I just want to kind of hop straight into the topic. Caleb's gonna say whatever he wants to, and take it however he wants to, and we're just going to have a good conversation today, but uh, there's a phrase that you say, and you, you use quite often, uh, and I think it's starting to resonate with people, like, the longer you're in the industry, the longer you're growing your family, whatever you're doing in life, like, this this saying, this, this phrase is gonna start sticking with you if you listen to it, and uh, you start soaking up moments and things, and I want you to just Take it away. You know what I'm talking about. I want you to just explain what is Tempest Fugit? What is it to you? Where did it re- start resonating with you? And uh, I just kind of want to go down that trail and try to give some, uh, some just real life, like genuine advice, uh, real life examples of things you've gone through, uh, things we've gone through, and just kind of relate to people and, and just kind of stress the importance of realizing time truly does fly.
2: Well, you, and thanks for having me on and putting up with me here, Jeremiah. Um, you know, your legacy lives on in ways I think that most of us aren't going to realize that it does. And for each of us and whatever paths we carve out in life. And so my grandpa, uh, Dwight Allman, past, uh, you know, passed now two years ago. And he it's a phrase he used to say. It's a Latin phrase. It's Tempus Fugit. And it, it means time flies. Uh, some, some iterations of it might mean time passes or whatever, but time flies for the most part, time goes fast, whatever. And it's something he would say, I, I would hear him say it regularly and I, it's something I picked up on and, uh, and maybe, you know, it may be in my senile self, he actually probably said it less than, uh, I remember, but it's still always stuck with me. And it's just the, com- the concept that time goes so fast, it is so fleeting and we, we don't I think a lot of times we don't, we don't appreciate what we have in the moment as we should. And I'm, when I say we, I'm talking to myself in the mirror, like I don't appreciate and all the time, at least, you know, absorb the gravity of a moment or a situation or even an era of time and your family, your business, the, you know, the country, whatever it is. And, uh, it, it's just something I catch myself saying a lot now as I realize like my kids are getting older and uh, that, that's a whole nother conversation and just and just it does, it's just the thing man time flies and the busier we get I, I feel like the theory of relativity comes somewhere into here but as you go faster it, it actually it's the inverse of this I mean is, you know as you go faster time slows down but I really feel like as the faster our lives move with um, you know, a million commitments to this and that every day and every minute and every hour, like, the faster, just the faster time goes. So that's a bit of the the background of, of Tempest fugue there, uh, Dwight, my grandpa Dwight's old saying.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I, and we transitioned really hard, really fast there to just hop straight into what we wanted to talk about. We might lighten it up here <laughs> in, in a little bit. But I I have just started to realize this. This is why I want to talk about this today because I know that, it's something that everyone should be like realizing and thinking about, because if you are not, you are going to get ten, fifteen, twenty years down the down the line, and be like, "Wow, why did we not soak up these moments?" And the reason you came to mind is because you uh, you say that phrase, your your grandfather, your grandfather uh, instilled that into you, and so now you talked about like your kids growing up and things like we have uh baby jack and jack is about to be 9 months old and it's like whole like i think that's what puts it into perspective the biggest thing for me is like how have 9 months already come and gone and mm. for you it's what 10 7 and 5 or 4 like your kids are growing up like literally before your eyes faster than you can keep up with them and it you stop and look and you just think where does time go like do you ever ask yourself that question like literally where does time go
2: uh, absolutely and it's it's wild you know you mentioned the 9 months and next thing you know it'll be 18 months and 36 and 72 and it just keeps ratcheting up from there and and i think about this all the time my daughter is 9 and i know how fast that has gone like mm-hmm. it's just a just a blink and i realize Right, I kind of roll that forward and think, man, if this what is this is what nine years feels like, she'll be eighteen in no time. You know, she'll be eighteen in the same blink of an eye, and that's always a reminder for me to try to just keep in mind when the company's going haywire or I got stressed, You know, that's you know that's just like all, all of us. I feel you know deal with in business that's borderline overwhelming at times, and and all that is to keep in mind that. A lot of this, I, you know, as I look backwards at times, I thought I was very stressed and all that. And you, you kind of pull back from that as to what really matters in life, you know, as far as like enjoying your children, enjoying, you know, your youth and enjoy your youth, but not the expense of your future. Keep that in mind too. Right. Um, it, it, it is really something that if you kind of look back at, you know, just what the last two years, four years, six years, I try to do that to keep me more, more based in the moment and appreciate this moment that I have. And uh, I I try to use it to keep me grounded and humble um, and appreciative of the moment and always realize for the most part, for me, you know, what I think is a tough time or whatever, like how good I really have it and how, how things could really be bad. You know, I could be in a, I could have been born in a third world country. I mean, there's just, there's so many scenarios that like, I just use that to keep my head square so that I'm not like dishonoring the wonderful things that I have been blessed with, which is like being born in the United States and, and, you know, not growing up in total poverty and, or having bad parents or anything like that. So I try to, I, I try to use that to, Keep myself grounded, uh, and not and not get too caught up in in any crazy stuff that's going on. You know,
1: hundred percent. And and guys, you see, Caleb says he walks he walks a big walk and talks a big talk. He says he doesn't listen to our show that he doesn't have the time. He doesn't listen to. To, to podcast but oh, it sounds, but it sounds like show? he actually he actually listened to Wednesday's show because he's he's lining up everything that I just talked about so it's okay the cat's out of the bag you just talked about my whole outline from Wednesday's show so I did I know you did listen um it's okay you can you can't admit it but uh I, I think I think what you're saying is like lining up to me lining up to to this is exactly why I wanted to have you on because it, I knew that what you were saying was going to align and that's exactly what I talked about on Wednesday's show was um, how blessed are we to live here and like in the midst of all of your trials, all of your troubles, sit back and look at life and say like you're blessed to even have the trials that you're going through, like have the struggles, you're blessed to even have the opportunity to have 10 estimates sitting on your desk that you can't get sent out. Like there's so many people who would die to have two estimates sitting on their desk or one estimate estimate sitting on their desk. And it's like, you have to just, it's, it's a total like outlook on life. Uh, I feel like you have to change that. I mean, how was your outlook on life developed the past 10 years, say, since you started having kids, you started getting the business, right. You and Brittany are focusing on your marriage more and more each, each and every day, month, year. Um, you're spending time together. Like all of these moments, like you said earlier, like time is just, it's, it's fleeting. It's passing away. And it's the most important thing to a human, like money money is material you can you can find more money, you can make more money, shoot, ask the United States government, you can print more money, but uh you cannot come up with more time, and that's why, like what does it look like for you? What is the progression of your life as far as just like appreciating your time and your family's time over the past say ten years looks like
2: yeah. It's one thing I'd like to say I've I'm bad at a lot of stuff and I've been bad at a lot of stuff in my life. One thing I'd like to think that I'm decent and I have been decent about is not trading too much quality time and time with family and relatives for trivial things or things that, um, your work, you know, for example, there's there is t- there is time where the work has to get done, and sometimes something's got to be sacrificed. You know, and sometimes that comes at the expense of the family. Just you know, know you're trading one set of riches for another mm-hmm. kind of deal potentially. And and I, I I reference or I reference this a lot, but this concept that I have of like. You know, think of a, a picture that you have, a photo on your phone or printed out, whatever that, of you know, you with a loved one, you on a special trip, what whatever that is. And would you trade that photo of that time for a photo of you plowing snow or planting trees or digging holes, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I try to run everything through that metric to some extent of like, would I trade this if I'm thinking about working late and missing some event or something, or just even time in the backyard with the kids, like I'm trying to, I try to weigh that against, is, is is that trade off worth it? Um, and, and to an extent, like I said, we still, I still do that. I still have to trade work for that time, you know, working late in the evening or, you know, missing a special event, whatever. I, I really try like crazy not to do that, but I also, you know, have got to speak from a standpoint of like, I've been in business for 23 years now. And so my business is on a different trajectory or curve, bell curve at this point. And I won't say it's coasting by any stretch, but we're not in that startup grinded out phase either. Mm -hmm. And so like when you're, when you're starting out a business, like the amount of hours and time and commitment you've got to give that thing is nuts. And I say this a lot, I feel like, but, I can't imagine starting a company out and having a family. Yeah. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to start two companies with no kid. My first company out of high school that I subsequently crashed 10 years later. And then my second company now that technically, technically my wife owns, um, again, build and grind out a company from the ashes with no kids. And that, that was a blessing in its own right to be able to do that twice. um, and so, so just make sure that when you're in, for what my advice is worth and my thoughts, like if you're starting companies out like that, you, you know, you just just make sure that you're speak you're talking to your significant other or your child or whoever of like, we're going to go hard like this for a certain amount of time. And then after a certain date, you know, we're going to throttle it back and, or a certain benchmark or something. And making sure everybody's kind of on the same page because it's a team effort essentially at that point. And what, what you don't want, what I know I don't want is I don't care if my kids take the company over or, or whatever. Eventually I don't care if they're involved in it. It'd be cool, but I don't care. At the same time, I don't expect that of them at all. But what I do not want from them is to see our company as this ball and chain, this torture device that just always consume mom and dad. And I hate, you know, landscaping. I hate self-employment. I hate entrepreneurship because I see what it did to my mom and dad. It always took them away from me. And I never want my kids to, to feel like that about business or work or anything for that matter. So just trying to balance that Jeremiah stuff. And I sure Brittany and I sure don't have it figured out, but we're better about it now than we have been. And we've set a lot of boundaries that helps, you know, setting boundaries, right? Like we don't work Sundays for religious and familiar familial reasons, too, right? Um, and I say, I say that there, there are times where still, just something's got to get done, and you know, a machine needs repaired by Monday or whatever. Like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta get the work done. Like that is feeding the family also is a big freaking deal, right? Mm. So, like, we've got to figure that balance out too, of course. So, long winded, but that's. In well, some you, circular way or snake trail. There, there we are.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. It's you. You said you didn't start a company. You were you were blessed to be able to start your company before you started your family. I'm totally a hundred percent in the same boat as that. Like people that I talk to and that message me that are like, yeah, I'm in year one or year two of the company, and I've got a wife and a set of twins on the way, and I'm just like, what? Or a set of twins that are year old, and I'm just like, dude, like more power to you, but hold on to your horses like you don't know what's about to happen and Mm -hmm. um it's exciting to see that people are doing it but at the same time like like you're saying you you better be communicating that to your spouse and your kids of like hey this is going to be some times where we're going to be up late we're going to be gone early uh we're putting the effort in so you you say you did all that which is correct you did it without your kids at building the businesses early on and in the business stage but what you did just come off of is building a shop and that is I mean, it's not the same as building your business, but it takes a lot of time. Uh, and it took, uh, what, a little over a year of your time, a little under a year of your time, uh, somewhere about that. So talk about the shop build in, in a short sentence to however long you want to take on that. I mean, in case somebody hasn't heard the full story, um, just share what, what you did build and then like how, now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect on it, you've had about five months now since your cutoff date of going hard on the shop or your, your proclaimed cutoff date of Christmas time. So share what you're like, this is a real life, real world experience of exactly the, the situation we're talking about of like, you have to make sure that they realize we're going to go hard for this point And then we're going to stop and then we're going to take time for family. And so you just went through that. It's fresh on your brain. How did y'all handle that? Are there things you would have changed, things you would have done differently uh, and advice moving forward for anybody else who's going to be going through something like that?
2: Yeah. And what, so we built, we built a, a facility for our company uh, on land that we purchased uh, for, we're a small landscape design build company. We have four full-time guys, a couple part-time kids for the summer t- on top of that here. But uh, my wife owns the company now. I'm, I do, I uh, mostly do estimating and kind of just uh, operations management for the company. And then we have um, the YouTube channel and social media stuff. And we have a thing called the heartscape Academy and our, and our own podcast. And so like, we've got a lot of stuff going on and together in the trade. So like, we have a lot of other stuff going on too. So we kind of run like multiple businesses is how I consider it. And so we wanted to build, like we, we wanted to build our dream facility. And, and, uh, we started that January one, I cut in the culvert and from there, you know, across the drive across the uh, ditch to get into the property. And, and from there it was, it was game on. And, We general contracted, C'd the whole thing, and it was very time-consuming. We were GCing it to save save money, I mean, just frankly, right? And we've got the skill set to do it, so that wasn't really an issue, but it it was the time commitment. And, yeah, I, I lived here, I feel like, practically for a year building the place. And, you know, overseeing subcontractors or doing dirt work and site work, and especially once the building was up you know, sticked in. Um, you know, I did a lot of work to, to save, to save labor, to, um, uh, you know, save hiring other subcontractors. My father-in-law, absolutely instrumental blessing in helping us run electric and set up for plumbing guys and, and the electric guys. And just, it's a tremendous, you know, it, it wasn't just me. It was the whole, yeah, y'all are, y'all unit. are
1: co-GC. You and Pat were both co-GC.
2: Yeah, really. Well, yeah, I mean, Mark, Mark built two houses. Yeah. So um, he built two houses, so he, and he ran an HVAC company for years. So he has a lot of, you know, construction and just general handyman. I mean, he's just a handy dude. He's just really good with all that stuff. And so to have him involved in this is was a tremendous blessing. And and even like my dad, who, who, who passed 12 years ago, dad was just super handy like that too. And so to have two, two adult Male figures in my life like that, like man, it's you talk about a blessing. Like, oh my gosh, you know, lightning struck twice. Like that's so, so unusual. So I don't discount, I don't discount that at all. You know, in my life, and and that's part of like my drive and like our social media. Yeah. If not that is, if that isn't my drive, really, like why I, I try to share so much of that stuff that I've learned on you know, from, you know, my dad and my grandpa and, and Mark, uh, trying to pass that on. So I know there are, there are guys out there that, you know, either didn't have a dad like that or had a dad that was, you know, really great in finance and stuff, but didn't under, you know, didn't know anything they, about construction or yeah, passed on this d- kind of handy skills.
1: They didn't know how to sharpen a pencil. I mean,
2: yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, they were, they were great, you know, salesmen or accountants or whatever, you know, or, you know, machinists, whatever the case is, And so I'm just trying to pass on this information that my parents and dads and grandpas and father-in-laws and all that, like, that I've picked up. That's a big part of my drive for, like, what we do on social media stuff. But, yeah, so, you know, we got about halfway through the build, and I realized, like, you know, I kind of realized we've always preached this, and we've been pretty good about communicating with the kids of, like, when we're working out of town, like Brittany and I are working out of town. Uh, we do some work uh, where we travel the state of Ohio for, for some drainage work for some of the big box stores. And uh, you know we be gone a night or two doing that or whatever. And, and we communicate with kids, Hey, mom and dad are going to be gone a lot this week. And, uh, but when we get back, we're going to take a special weekend or a special couple days and go do whatever. And so we try to, you know, show them that that sacrifice is worth it, you know, kind of sacrificing for something better down the road. Right. And, and we started realizing like all this work, Brittany and I were putting into the shop because she was here too. I mean, helping, I mean, her and her mom did a lot of the stone veneer work on the front or they did the stone veneer work on the front of the building. They helped put up girts, grading, uh, prepping for the concrete guys to pour, uh, I mean, we put in a lot of work here, and we realized, like, we hadn't really communicated with the kids what this whole thing was about. And so about midway through it, we we kind of drew a line of, like, we're going to go, and, and, you know, the school school and all this stuff's going on, too, in the meantime. So I'd be here working till midnight a lot, if not, like, most nights, and or just late in general, just period, and working here a lot. Aside from running a company and social media things and all this other stuff. And so the kids didn't see me a lot that year, but we've long, long story short, we're trying to shorten up a long story. We got to the point where like, dad's going to work like this till Christmas. And after that, we're going to throttle back. And, and that's what we did. So worked like an animal up to Christmas in 2022. And, and then after that, I, I tried to make it a goal to be home by about six or seven every evening instead of nine or 10. And, uh, and that's what we did. And so we, we set a deadline to it. So the kids knew that, you know, I would be home and we'd be getting back into more of a normal routine that they had grown accustomed to. So the company had gotten to a point where it was, you know, I wasn't working crazy hours or anything like that. I was home, you know, most every evening, Brittany and I both. And, but we had gotten away from that. We didn't communicate that with them in this case. So that was a big, a big thing. And, and communicating that with our children who at the time were eight five and four or something like that. And uh, just trying to make sure that we communicated the goal, right? That the whole family is working towards and they're all, you know, like I said, Britt may not have been here a lot of nights working with me, but she was at home, you know, keeping the home fires burning, as they say. Right. So she's getting kids ready for school and feeding them and just, and on top of that running a company, which is a monumental task in its own right. So long, long story of all that, the takeaway is like just communication is, is a huge part of that. And so if you're starting out in a company and you're working like crazy, like and even before you start that company, you know, if you have this realization, you're forced, if you're fortunate enough to have this realization, you're going to be working your tail off for two or three years. Set, you know, make sure you communicate that with your, your significant other or, you know, if you, or if it's just, you know, single parent kind of deal, like this is going to be like a wild two years or 24 months or whatever. And in winters might be a little slower. So it won't be so bad, but we're doing this to make it so we can take, so we can have more free time or more flexible time than we've ever had. So just communicating
1: with all the parties involved and having realistic expectations is a huge, a huge thing of that. Have you gotten to the point of reflection on the shop build yet? Like, are you far enough removed where you can look back and say, man, I kind of missed that or, or like, man, time really flew through that process. Like, have you gotten to that point yet, or is it still going to take you a couple months to get there?
2: Uh, it's interesting when, when I look back on it, it is now already. It's like, man, that was a blur. It seemed like it would never end. Yeah. You know, starting out, it just seemed like it would never end, and we'd hit all these awesome milestones. But just th- this is the big thing of like, as the older I get. I'm 40 now, so I'm not that old, but I'm rapidly approaching the point where I will no longer be considered a young man. And maybe I've eclipsed that already. I don't know. That's for people older than me to decide, I suppose.
1: But to me, you're an ancient w- god. I
2: well, to me, you're just a toddler runner. <laughs> so I, I get it. I get it, Jeremiah. Um, the <laughs> the uh, w- which it is it is funny. Like you and I have a fun back and forth a lot of times, and. And it is funny like to see it's it, it's really cool though to see like young young contractors young young guys and gals out there like going after it. and it's like yeah i I remember like what that was like and and you know now the older I get it, it's kind of funny, I feel like at, through that build, I was like, man, I feel like we're never gonna get moved in here, we're never gonna get operational, so you know in the back of my mind, you know that's what I kept thinking, but the more wise part of me is has realized like. It, that is going to be here before I know it. Yeah. And, and when I, it, and I still suffer from this and at a very immature level, like say I order a new part or a tool or a machine I'm anxious to get it right. And it's two or three days out. And I, I this immature part of me is like, Oh, I can't wait for that to get here or whatever. And it's like, don't go wishing your days away. Yep. And you know, and, and there's an immature part of me that still just can't wait for that. And it's, and I catch myself doing that. And it's like, that will come here. That, that, is, that, that situation, that moment, that tool, that piece, that will be here before I know it. And it'll be in my rear view mirror even faster than I realize that. And the older I get, the better I'm getting about, okay, cool, that thing's on the way. It'll be here before I know it. In the meantime, I've got this cool situation going on or this other crappy situation going on, whatever it is at the moment but it's a funny thing. Like I'm maturing in different ways, you know, it's, it's um, uh, I, it's just in, inside of me. I can feel, I can feel that I'm getting better about being more patient for things. And I, I don't know that I was necessarily very impatient, but I still, still catch myself like, man, can't wait for that new Milwaukee thing to get in. It's like, no, that doesn't matter. That'll be here. This work that need to do with it, it will still be here in three days. It's not going anywhere. Like, I need to quit being immature about that and and realize what I've got right now in front of me that I need to appreciate and absorb and capitalize on and, and all that.
1: That's good. I've never really thought about that that way, uh, like waiting on a new piece of equipment or a tool or whatever. Like uh, that, yeah, that's pretty good. I, I haven't I haven't processed that about like just don't rush that time in between there. Uh, I'm i have kind of I feel like it's very easy to get caught up in wanting the new and the shiny and and waiting on it to come in when you got yeah most time you still have good stuff right in front of you
2: yeah it's and that's it, like i said it's it's a I, I hate to admit it frankly because i'm embarrassed by it because it's it's really on my at my age i feel but it's always been this way you know for me or whatever like it's it's an image it's an immaturity really. I mean, there's, there's part of it. It's like, yeah, I can't wait to get this machine to really be able to freaking kill this new, this work or whatever. But I, I know there's little things that I do that I like don't have patience for. And I know it's an immature bone in me that I just hate. Yeah. And, but, and I recognize it now more than ever, but at the same time, like I'm also being better about realizing like, man, whatever that is, it's coming regardless. That is that, that, that hourglass, that sand is going to run out. And it'll be here before I know it. And I'm just getting better about just kind of sitting back and letting time come as it, as it may. And, and I really wonder, you know, you see old folks and I'd see my grandpa do things. I just wonder like, you know, what in the world, you know, how, how can they stand to, you know, I don't even know, be so patient or not even worry about something. it's because of all that experience, like they know, they know that, you know, that time is, going to fly. It's going to come, it's going to come at you, and it'll be here for you. Know it, and like I got a set of workbenches. This is a good example. I got to set, and actually, a lot of stuff in my shop is this way now. And I get flack on the internet for my shop still being a mess. And it's like a few things about that. I have all this. I've got like workbenches that need built, so I can get the all the mechanical stuff organized, and the oils, and just all this stuff. And like. Yeah, I could take, I could have taken the last two weeks or three or whatever and every evening built these benches and had the shop organized and immaculate. And then, it, and the way I look at this too, and Gary Vee kind of always like had a different way of articulating this, but like, if I were on my deathbed or like you think of the way that Gary Vee would put it, like if your, if your kid died tonight or whatever, would you be happy you're still building those workbenches tomorrow instead of spending that evening with them? Mm. And it's a heavy way to go with it, but it's it's I think what you've got a way against it. And that's that's just the way I look at it now. Of like, yeah, I could spend like a couple of weeks worth of evenings building these benches out and getting the shop all organized, all cool, and so it looks awesome. Or I can still keep my commitment to spend time with my family that I'll never get back. Those shop benches will still need built in ten years, even if I let them go that long. Now there is, of course, like a point of that to where like the shop needs to be efficient. So I do need to take some time to get that efficient, right? But it, still, at the meantime, I've got job estimates that need to go out, or you know, I could build these cool benches. Well, selling work yeah. is what matters, right? Yeah. And so I've just got to weigh weigh a lot. Of and the immature side of me will still, I'll find myself out there working on stuff in the middle of the day, just in between estimates. But that's also because I need a break, you know, too, but. I look at that with anything like cleaning machines or whatever, like anything I'm doing that's not directly bringing in revenue. And I'm doing that after hours or even during the day. And then I find myself working later to get estimates caught up or whatever. Like I traded that bit of pleasure for time with my family or selfish, you know, selfish desire to get those workbenches built and all that. You know, like like I said, there's a lot to unpack there. Because again, there is a point where like that shop needs to get organized to be at maximal efficiency because that's why we invested so much money in the place was to be at maximal efficiency. So like take that with a grain of salt, but long story short, people criticize me for a shop being dirty or not fully organized yet. And it's like, yeah, I'm not willing to trade evenings with my children because I think things, I think back even of like <clears throat> having the kids, um, uh, I look back on, on time with the kids, you know, my daughter's nine again, like I said, and Zeke's, uh, seven and Levi's five. And I think back of, like, putting them to bed and cute little things they would do that, like, or, like, TV shows, like, they would watch at the time, like, Bob the Builder or Elias or, you know, whatever, and, they're like, oh, this show's so dumb. I miss that now. Mm. And you know what I mean? I miss those stupid shows and the funny things the kids took away from that. And I, and that is a big wake-up call to me of, like, to appreciate the things I think are silly. You now I mean, my kids are crazy into Pokemon they love Pokemon. <clears throat> well, guess what I love? Now?
0: Pokemon. Freaking Pokemon. Because yeah. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, because I don't want to regret, you know, I don't want to, you know, take that time for granted. Cause I find myself realizing like, man, I took a lot of this stuff for granted to an extent, you know, Jeremiah, do you know what I mean? Like I still, yeah. I, I really don't feel like I did, but there's still aspects of it. I think I did more than I even still wish. So I, without, like I said, I really like to think I'm pretty good about appreciating that. And I always have been, I'm kind of an old soul that way,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> but there's still elements of like, man, I know I can be better and I know I could appreciate these times more.
1: So no, 100%, I, for a while there. I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about the whole, uh, doing it after hours. You don't want to, you don't want to waste that time, not waste that time, but you don't want to miss that time with your family. And I, I would combat that, come back to you with the, with the proposition of, should you be hiring that out? And I think that I, if you go back to the Wednesday show, go listen to what I talked about on Wednesday about your buyback time, buyback your time, buyback your, uh, your buyback rate. What, sh- what show is it you keep talking about? My show. That I I put out. You have a there. show. Oh my god. Okay. Whatever. I uh, thought we were just talking. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, you know what? You know what? I'm not even going. I'm not even going to address it. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to entertain it. Like we're just like you know. I'm not giving you the time of the day for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Go back. But no, you're right. Go go to go to Brian's show. Listen to Dan Martell. Uh he had a he Who? had a great inter- interview with yeah, some uh, some dude named Fullerton. I don't know, but I just know Dan Martell I've yeah, never on heard there. of her. And uh Sounds like a nice lady. Yeah, she she wears pretty nice clothes too <laughs> from what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh Well, she like that for sure. Yeah, and so he Dan is the the author of Buy Back Your Time. Great author, great business dude, all that stuff. Go listen to that show and it's going to make sense to you. But what I come back, what I would come back with that is, should you be hiring that out? And you need to read the book. If you, I, I'm, I'm pitching his book so hard right now. Uh, Dan is not sponsoring the show, but whatever. Uh, I, I think it really can change your your business for anybody out there listening. And like Caleb in your situation, like is building those shop benches worth your time? And it's like you said, you could be sending out estimates while someone else builds the shop benches, and when you find out your buyback rate uh your what what can you pay someone else to do that while you go produce something that is four times their what they're what you're paying them okay if you're paying them $25 an hour but you can go do a task that can bring in $100 an hour uh, or sell work that's going to land you a thousands of dollars a job then you should be paying someone else to build those workbenches and that that goes like down in any basic case or situation and it's making me think about these things even longer and, and further in depth because i think about things that aren't getting done or that i don't want to do in the evenings and i'm just like well how can i be more productive with my time during the day so that i can produce more revenue i can outsource these things i don't want to be doing that aren't in my hourly rate they i shouldn't be doing them as the owner but i still get my family time at night And that's how I've started to kind of look at things. And I, and I would say I'm doing it at an early age. I'm 23 and I'm realizing things, these things, I don't have anything figured out by any stretch of the imagination. I have so, so far to go. Like we, we do not have it figured out, but I just plead with you guys that are out there that are, that are starting out. You're a teenager and you're getting started or you're 35 or 40 and you're, you've done it for the same the same way for the last 15 years. Well, change your bad habits now. And like, change your tomorrow today if you just put these simple processes in place then you can do this stuff and and I know that I know it's not something that just clicks you can't just change it overnight but if you don't start the process now it's never going to change if, if Caleb didn't start uh, realizing that he needed to start spending more time with his family in the evenings then he would still be working on the shop until midnight every night and so it's just like that's the things you have to look at in life and take those things away and uh, I, w- I would just highly encourage anybody to go um, check out that book listen, read, whatever you do, figure out your buyback rate. And then these tasks that you can't afford to be doing, or you, your time isn't worth doing. Then you go find somebody who wants to do those things and you outsource, outsource it to them. You give them a good living and uh, you go produce more income producing activity. So that's what I would, that's that's what I would say to that. What would you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. And I, I do, I do a tremendous amount of time arbitrage like that uh the workbenches in this case are more of a uh pet project probably Correct. yeah than yeah is, and, and than i'm just using that as an example no but you're exactly but you're exactly right and there there's a lot like we have a kid that comes on saturdays high school kid and he comes in and he's doing a lot of just eating the stuff that even i don't want to pay our full-time staff to do right like yep. mopping the shop and organizing things and getting stuff out and like kid doing good work so yeah, not just arbitrage time, you know, time and financial arbitrage of my time, but even my guys' time. Like my foreman and stuff are too expensive to have them sweeping the floor, right? Like yep. that's not even a good use of their time. So we've got to we've got to always be, you know, making sure that that has uh,
1: you know, Well, and that just and, and there's that a keeps point the team morale so high too. Like they they're realizing that you know that they're worth more than that.
2: I, I would say, yeah, but at the same time, it's, it's important we all realize too, we're not above it, right? Correct. That's, no, you're not above it. Too. But the, uh, and any, but even your team too, right? Like they've got to be, you know, will, willing to make sure yes, they know yes. even they're not above it. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a huge thing. And there's a point in business, every business where, or every level of business where, yeah, sometimes you just got to grind it out and get it done. Mm. And then, When you start to, I think the trigger for me is like when I start to think I should be, I you know when I start to think, man, I think we should get a tilt rotator attached with our excavator, or I think we should get a new dump truck, or I think I should hire another person. Like if I if I find myself saying that, it's time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you You know what I mean. I, I,
2: yeah, like oh, I should get a dump trailer. If you're thinking in your business, I should get a dump trailer. You should go buy a freaking dump trailer like tomorrow yeah, because yeah. chances are you have been you should have been utilizing one for six months or a year Yep. Um, if you've been getting by without it. But again, there's points in business where just you're not there yet and then you got to grind it out and get it. Uh, but I would a hundred percent agree. The thing you've got to temper that with is especially again, depending on what level of business you're at with that mindset is like, that can, if you let that get ahead of you, it can be a financial cash road to ruin because mm-hmm. like, yeah, your time theoretically may not be worth that. But at the same time, if you don't have the cash to back it up and, the, and you can't turn like with your direct task, like, like my, uh, my wise rancher cousin says everything you own must directly contribute to its own well being. Yep. So like if you got something sitting around, it's not doing anything, it ought to leave. And you're know, if it doesn't have a purpose that directly contributes to it sitting there, like I got some attachments out in the backyard, back lot, that Britt wants me to get rid of, and I can't bring myself to do it because we haven't used them in a while or a long time. <laughs> but the second you sell and them I'm, is when you're going to need them. Well, I know. That's, I, I got a hydraulic demolition hammer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it because I'm just done. But she wants me to sell this parking lot sweeper broom attachment for the skid here I've got. I'm not selling that one. That is not leaving. Yeah. But the, the demo hammer, I haven't used since I bought it. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to sell it. Yeah. But it, I digress. But you know, there, there's just things you, you got to be careful with that mindset. Cause I think You're some right. guys get into that mindset and they use it as an excuse to hire out everything. Yeah. And then to that point where it's like, they don't really have the capital to make that make sense. And all in, all in the mindset of like, well, I'm using it to build. So what, what I'm getting at is you got to make sure that the cash is there to make that work and that your actual ROI is, a direct cash generating thing, or will be at some point, and you can stomach the cash loss in the meantime. So, just just be you know, it kind of gets in that 10x mindset stuff. You got to be careful there. Uh, and again, I'm not saying the Dan guy is wrong in these slides. He's absolutely right. You, I'll tell you a good example. I did a coaching call with a guy one time, and he he had a crew of like five guys or something mowing mowing crew, something like that. Two crews, something like that every evening he when the guys got in he would go take the each truck and from the shop and go fuel up everything that night at the gas station to save a few bucks mm. and and i so he'd take like an hour and a half or some i don't know i can't remember an hour and go fuel up everything in the truck every night for the crews to go out the next morning and we we're talking about that i was like what do you think if you pay when your crew gets in at night, the foreman crew lead, whoever he goes and does that at that evening, cost you an extra, let's just say you're paying 20 bucks an hour, cost you an extra $20. And then you extrapolate that out for the week or the month or whatever. And let's just say you spend that hour that you were doing that making phone calls, just calling clients for that one hour a day. Yep. What do you think that would do to your business? It would blow your business up. If you just spent that one hour cold calling, or going out on sales
1: calls. But, Caleb, this is where everyone fails is what you're just saying. This is where I was going. I'm glad you brought that up because here's the issue with that, with this whole, what we're exactly, everything we're talking about here, of, like, hire it out, delegate it. Um, it's not worth your time. Here's the issue that you have to do. You have to do income-producing activities during that time. You can't go sit on the couch and scroll on TikTok or take a nap. And that's the, Unless your business
2: is at that level, <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, that's true, but but like most of the people that we're talking to, and the situation that I'm in, I mean, you, I'm not going to speak for you, but like I'm not to that level yet. So, like, I need to be doing things in place right. of those of those activities, and so it's like, right? Am I going to pay somebody twenty five dollars an hour to come sweep the shop or whatever it is, whatever your your dollar amount is? Yes, but I I can't just go like I can't I, I can't do nothing. I have to take that time, and it's like you're saying. That dude has to actually go call on customers. He actually has to make sales. He can't just sit at home and do nothing that evening.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and I'll even I'll go I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see that and I'll raise you this. Let's say the other the other end of that too is like okay. It, AJ Brinzel said said it so good at the first together in the trades we had. He said everybody brags about how much they work, but nobody brags about how much time they spend with their family. Yeah. And so another, and what you could call an investment would be, okay, you're paying that guy to, paying your lead guy to go fuel up or do whatever. And you take that extra, even if you did it half the time and you take that extra hour and go spend that with your wife or your mm. girlfriend or whatever, and invest in your relationships or your children yeah. even, and let's say it saves you from a divorce. Like what's that worth?
1: Or it saves and your kids so, from hating you and the company.
2: Exactly. And, and it's just something you've got to temper. You've just got to keep an eye on it as a business. Like I said, there's a point where you just have to grind it out and communi- you got to communicate that. Like, hey, dad's going to grind it out like this. I need six months. I need eight months. I need two years or whatever it is. Or two, I need two summers or whatever. But like, you also got to consider investment in your personal relationships too because I can't tell you how many business owners I know. It's the point where it's disappointing and scary. I mean, I know far more business. I know far more people have been divorced, unfortunately, yep. as that are business owners, yep. that then have made it through. And, 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 and part of that, that comes of our culture, especially with your large companies. Yeah, especially with large companies, and and it's it's one of those things like you, it's and part of that is a cultural. We've got a culture issue right now, anyhow, with that, whatever, but. You know what? What could we invest with that time in someone else? Just you know, the time investment into someone else to save a relationship, to save a relationship. I, I mean, I know a lot of, I know some business owners have built amazing companies, and their kids, they don't have a great relationship with their kids, and they're grown adults, and it's just like, I was always working, building this ten million dollar company, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just such a delicate dance, and everybody's got a different story, and. Yet everyone has the same story. It's a funny thing. Everyone's situation is different, but yet we're all the same. And it's just such a delicate thing. And I'm not saying I've got it figured out. We still have issues. My wife and I still, I mean, we run the company together and we still have rough days. I made a bonehead move the other day and Britt was mad at me for six freaking hours. And like, you know, it's just, I don't have it figured out by any stretch. I'm not that guru for that. If I am for anything, but it, it just takes the, I think the biggest thing is just being mindful in reading and like just trying to elevate yourself and do better. Right. right. It's just yeah. not plodding along. Right. There's plenty of people just plod along through life and don't try to make themselves better at anything. And I'm not saying you got to grow a $20 million company or whatever, but like, could you, are you really trying as hard as you could to make your relationship better or really spend quality time with your kids, put the damn phone away. And I, can't, I was, I'm guilty of this too. I catch myself. I thought of this the other day of like, you know, what, what's the image your kids associate you most with when they see you? Are you staring down at a phone or that's like not uncommon for them to see you looking at their phone instead of making an icon. And I'm catching myself with this too. And again, I like think I'm pretty good about it, but I still catch myself with kids talking to me and I'm checking my phone. And it makes me cringe thinking about like, what that perspective looks like to them. You know, I, my eyes aren't on them. They're on this stupid device. Yeah. And I'm really working on, and I've gotten, a, I've gotten pretty, pretty decent about that. I feel, but I still, I still fail more than I'd like to be. i looking at my phone instead of looking at my children's eyes. And, um, you know, it, it's, that's a heavy, different conversation, but it, it's just, just trying to make the most of the time you've got because, because ultimately it flies,
1: yeah that's I mean there's no way to it no better way to wrap up the show than that right there. I mean it time flies and and there's not really other, any other way to put it. That's kind of what we want to talk about we went a, we went in a lot of different areas today, but that's the basis of the show, and uh, I think that we got a lot of value out of it. I know if you listen for any length of time, um then you got a little bit out of it, and so I hope you take that and and turn it into something uh this weekend, go spend some time with your family. Um, spend some time with your wife maybe maybe you're not married maybe you you can't pass up something to go spend time with your wife or, or make your marriage better maybe it's you handing off a task to someone else so you can go invest in the next wannabe entrepreneur that's 16 17 18 years old the kid that's in high school who's not being taught how to handle money who's not being taught about the trades who's not being taught these things common sense okay all these things aren't being taught anymore and uh, you, you might go invest in them. Go, go spend 30 minutes and take them out to dinner and just say, hey, I'm here. Ask me any questions. Pick your, pick my brain. Not that I know anything, but I want to be a, a mentor to you because most of you know that you had somebody along the way who helped you, and that's that's the way I am, at least. I know that I've had people along the way that have helped me, that are continuing to help me uh, at, at no charge, like people in my local community, people that I can get on the phone with, conversations like this right here that we can just have with other people, and it's just like, hey take that time, invest in yourself, but then take it also and invest in other people. Um, so I, I think that that is a, a good place to wrap up the show, man. Uh, where, where can everybody find you? Is there anything else you left out that you wanted to share? Oh, geez.
2: There's so, I, you know, we i think. for three hours. One, like I know. Right. And it's always such a pleasure with you, Jeremiah. I like that. I'm always, I'm always so impressed. You carry yourself so well for such a young guy. And, and, uh, it, it it's always cool talking to you. And, my main thing is just trying to make sure I covered all my bases. I didn't sound like too much of an idiot, any one thing, but what I, what I will promote, I'd say it's selfish, a selfish promotion, but we don't make any money doing this anyhow. So, uh, together in a trades is something you might check out. If, if you want to try to figure out more of this kind of stuff, it was a really shameless plug for this. Like I said, I don't, we don't make any money from this. So I don't feel as shameless about it because <laughs> it's one of those things. I feel like we're really doing the Lord's work in this case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, to get into trades, it's a thing geared like all these conversations. And like I said, you come to this, even if you don't have marital problems, it helps strengthen and build your relationship. Um, but it, it's a big sky in Montana this year in July, late July. Get to get on trade.com. I should know the date by freaking don't an idiot. 14th and the 15th. Uh, thank you. And you're speaking. Aren't you in Savannah speaking? Is that
1: right? Uh, I don't know. I haven't told that.
2: Okay, you're not then. I screwed <laughs> that up. I thought you guys were, but I must be mistaken. I'm just kidding. We're, yes, we're gonna be up there. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, man, I swear. I swear you guys were, but Yeah, see, you, you, got, you got I,
1: you got scared for a second, didn't you?
2: All I do well all I do is try to all I all I do, Brian, because Brian cause we co hosted with the Fullertons, Brian and Liz yeah. and Brittany. And I say we, I really don't pull my
1: weight around this thing Caleb at all. Caleb shows it, up in his fancy boots and just shakes hands and grips and grins. All I do is
2: I'm the hype man. Right? You know, Aside from Brian hypes it plenty too, but like, all, I, all I contribute is some hype to it. And even then, I don't know that I'm that good at it. Because Britt really does such a good job with handling all this crap. Uh, but Brian and Liz and Britt make this thing happen somehow. And it's a huge ordeal to make happen. But anyways, it's in Big Sky, Montana. It's two days, two days, but it's a half-day event. I really didn't actually plan on think even think about plugging this, but like it was the feedback we get from the thing is great every year. And uh, it's our third year doing it. So yeah, every year, so third year doing it. Uh, but it, it really is a great thing to network with other couples that are running companies together or not running companies together because your business still brings that stress home to your, to your significant other, to your wife, you know, your husband, whatever. And and it, it, I think it helps both parties understand where the other the other party's coming from, and it's something you ought to check out. It's it's a great escape, little runaway, and uh, in a beautiful place. My gosh, the Mountain West is just amazing, and uh, all that. So Jeremiah, I, I really thank you for for honoring me by having you on your show, and uh, and thinking I could bring any any value at all.
1: Yeah, man. No, it, it's it's been fun getting to sit and chat. It always is having a good time, uh, just getting to have a good conversation. And that's we never know where this stuff's going to go. I didn't know where it was going to go today, but it ended up going some good directions. Uh, I was second to hold together in a trades pitch. There, it's not really a pitch. It's just from the heart of like, there's not money being made. There's not. It, it's just such a time and and uh, just just an investment into you and into. Don't get others. me
2: wrong. It'd be. It'd be cool if we did. Yeah, but we yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
1: It would be cool. Maybe to make some money, it will, so. but right now
2: it doesn't.
1: Yeah, right. that's right. So, <laughs> sell a few more tickets and and raise that sponsorship rate, and we might get there one yeah. day. But uh, <laughs> but no, it, it's a really good time. Uh, me and Savannah have gone the first two years. This is the third year. It's going to be fun. We get to just go hang out, and, and the relationships that we've built there have just been awesome. Like it's so great getting to build relationships. You get to grow friends from all across the country and all different areas of life, and uh, pos- just. Different, different trades. There's a lot. It's not just people that cut grass. It's not just people that lay pavers. Uh, there's a lot of different people there. And so last year yep. there was an engagement. Uh, that was all kinds of stuff that happened last year. So who knows what's going to yeah. happen in Montana this year. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, go check out Caleb and Brittany on all their social media, all my landscape pretty much everywhere, I'm pretty sure. Um, yep. I'm, I'm not going to allow him to plug himself, but I'll, I'll throw that out there. So uh, without any further ado, guys, I think that's going to wrap this episode up. Uh, Caleb, you got anything else to share are you good? Uh, just
2: uh, be, just do your best be mindful, I guess, and be uh, be conscious of things.
1: And I'm as, working on that myself. As, gran- <laughs> as Grandfather Allman said, tempest Fugit.
0: Tempest Fugit, buddy.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave us a big five-star rating review. We look forward to catching it with everybody here on the next episode.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.